So my two and one here are very close, and I'm just going to mix it up just so you and I aren't exact same brain. I'm going to put Derrick Henry two. He is just a complete animal. He's a beast. But maybe you don't have Derrick Henry at one because you are out of your mind. I forgot what you said. You're going to have to edit this out. That's right. How do you not have Derrick Henry in this time? (laughs) I'm not editing this out because – the look on Aiden's face when he realized he forgot about Derrick Henry. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so Derrick Henry, it's too big. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Like boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two upset alert upset alert i might go insane i think you're already there there's no hope hope is gone if this was an afc north podcast we'd be done in 15 minutes bob hope i'm gonna drink bleach the team you promised me you were gonna be this year this is the consciously hopeful podcast i'll be watching Welcome to episode 55 of Birds vs. Boys. We are just one week away from the NFL draft and one week away from the branded sports draft show. We have a packed show for you today, including our interview with Kevin K.T. Turner down in Dallas to talk everything draft. Make sure you check out all of our breakdowns from last week on our YouTube channel. But I'm not going to step all over Aiden's toes here. I know he's our technical guy, so I'm going to I'm going to pass it on down to him. But welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us, and Aiden, thank you for joining me. How are you? Yeah. Hey. Thanks. Thanks for bringing me on after you stole my thunder. <laughs> I'll make I'll make technical notes really quickly since we did them already. Well, like Kevin said, we have. I like uh, you. You Kevin. dive deeper in. You give the, you know, I give the cliff notes, you you give the full book. <laughs> I give the, okay, fair enough. Whatever you, just butter me up. <laughs> All right, so we got Kevin Turner on the show tonight. Reoccurring guest, friend of the program. He is on multiple levels. So he has his radio show. He's a member of The Athletic. Um, he has his own Dallas Cowboys podcast. New episode dropping tomorrow. I'm sure he'll mention that. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing, he's on the draft show, which is the best draft coverage by someone not named Daniel Jeremiah, I would say. Yeah. Best, I mean, and if you're a Cowboys fan, like it, Cowboys fan, obviously you should listen because they're talking about your team. I am an Eagles fan and still listen because of their individual player breakdowns. Uh, speaking of player breakdowns, if you didn't see ours, we worked very hard on them. They are on YouTube, each player that we talked about, all eight. So you can watch eight different videos as well as the full show. So like and subscribe to that. And then... One week from when you are listening to the show, we will be live for the actual draft show presented by Kenwood Beer. We'll be live streaming it. I can't wait to see what happens. I'm getting a little bit nervous. I can't wait to be next to you. Just no matter what the Eagles do, just to be next to you because I it's, you know, now now there's rumors that, you know, Miami wants to go back and my and Philly wants to come up. It's like what what what? So no matter what happens on draft night, me being next to you is, is just going to be joyous. Appreciate the company. <laughs> Misery loves company. Unless somehow they trade up to like 
four with Atlanta and only have to give up like a third and then they get Pitts or Chase, that's the only way it's not going to be joyous for me with you sitting next to me. I love how I've become the guy who's just like, remember when Kevin Hart did the laugh at my pain skin? Mm-hmm. I think that's like me, but with sports now. I think people just enjoy watching me die inside. It's it's not even fun to like watch. Like if they if they just like draft like Patrick Sertan at twelve, no one's gonna be like, oh, that was fun. Like they want to see them trade back to twenty two mm-hmm. and watch Devontae Smith go twelve. So I die. And it, it, it all started actually during last year's draft when the Cowboys drafted CD Lamb. <laughs> that was my big coming out party with Brandon. It was a great time. So it should be a great time next Thursday. Pretty remarkable. They're one week away. They announced that the schedule is May 12th. So even in the offseason, a lot to get into. And a lot to get into tonight. But before we do, you know, it's the middle of the week. Sometimes you can drag a little bit. It got freezing cold, so it's a little bit tough. We got to get our competitive juices flowing to get into the show tonight. I like that. way to do that. A little bit of two out of three. Best of. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You ready? Oh, I'm competitive. I don't know. Are you? I'm very competitive. This gets the juices flowing. Ready? Let's go. Rock, paper, scissors, paper, scissors shoot. shoot. Well, you can see what. <laughs> Did you put scissors? Yes. All right. We're tied. Vince, come in. You're going to regulate. What? We have a referee okay, with everybody yeah. what we have. Ready? Rock, yep. paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> and we tied again. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. I don't know. Aiden's very slow. (laughs) Your thing was delayed. It's hilarious. We keep choosing the same thing. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. There we go. I got one. All right. You were like four minutes behind me there. No, it counts. That was enough times. They counted. On my but on my uh on my screen it was perfect timing. I think it's hilarious that we just did this. We always say we have the same brain, just played rock, paper, scissors, shoot for 30 seconds of the show and did not once choose a different thing. So if you're not catching on, obviously it's from the Nick Sirianni press conference today. It went viral to say the least. (laughs) I mean, the guy is electric, no matter what you say, like he has electricity. I mean, he, I I saw a tweet today that perfectly said what he is and made me laugh was that Nick Sirianni does not drink decaf. I saw that. There's nothing about him as decaf. No. I don't think he takes caffeinated. I don't know if it's just caffeine either. He is so wired. It's unbelievable. I love it, though. It's great to have energy. I don't see any problem with this rock, paper, scissors thing. I think it would stick out to prospects during the draft process when you're doing the same interviews and you're like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Like We were just watching a video before with Kyle Pitts, and it was like, oh, oh, are you a lead-by-example guy? Like. What's he supposed to say to that? <laughs> I, I think like, this Nick Sirianni thing would stick out. When you go home, do you A, play video games, B, party, C, read your playbook, or D, go to sleep? Like what? Like, uh, yeah. You ever see that scene in The Office? Yes. Or D, toothbrush. <laughs> it's, it's, it is. It's I, I like I like what he's bringing. It's something it's and I feel like it's very different from what you've had in Philly over the last yeah. few, you know, few coaches. That's true. And it, I think he's great for a young team because he has this youthful exuberance about him. He's a young guy. He's got a ton of energy. I think that yep. relates well to young players who 
let's be honest, this is how that team is going to be comprised for the next few years while they get the salary cap situation figured out and go through this rebuild. I think he's like the perfect guy for a young team. And listen, I saw a video of Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith playing rock, paper, scissors, shoot to see who would run a deep route on a play. So I'm just saying, I don't know. They have some experience. <laughs> I want to check into that. Alabama wide receivers. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. So I saw a stat. This is remarkable. When do you think the last time the Eagles drafted a player from Alabama? Uh, it's. I think I saw it was like 30-some years or something. Or you no, are correct. Right? 34 years? Yeah. Uh, well, no, not quite. 1993. So right. I, I was born in 94, so I should probably know this. So 28 years. Twenty, Yeah, like 28 years since they drafted a player from Alabama. Pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable stuff. So it's a really good thing that they have practiced at Rock, Paper, Scissors. That, is... that, was, that was my tweet today. I was like, I'm fine with doing this. I just really hope those LSU wide receivers are good at, at, at rock, paper, scissors. Terrace Marshall in the second round. Please tell me you chose paper over rock. And if you want to know more about those Alabama wide receivers, go to our YouTube channel and check out our breakdowns of Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. We're going to keep shamelessly plugging those draft Absolutely. profiles without a doubt. Someone here? I guess someone so. want to join the show. I didn't even know I had a doorbell. <laughs> We're discovering a doorbell for the first time right now. Live. I've had, I, I didn't know I had a doorbell till this week. Three people have rung my doorbell in the last 48 hours. I, I mean, don't I think know. you have, to, I think you have to answer it at this point. What should I ask the person? Devante. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes, please. It was a package. So I didn't uh, get to ask. Damn. <laughs> what I mean, great? breaking news. Breaking news here on the show. Aiden has a doorbell. I have a doorbell. <laughs> anyway, back to Nick Sirianni. Ton of energy. I Maybe enjoyed the him. press conference. He got he got shit on. I think the, just just the state of the Eagles and just how they they've been chaotic for months. I think anything you do, he could have sat up there in silence and meditated. Someone would have had a problem with it. He could have gave yeah. three word answers. He could have said excited the amount of times that Tim Tebow said it when his introductory press conference, like no matter what happens, people are going to criticize you. I'm okay with having a coach with a ton of energy. He, he was yep. fantastic. And I loved him talking about receivers and how size isn't the thing that matters most. Wink, wink. Monte Smith, only 166. Even Jalen Waddle who's only like 5'10". Wink, wink. And just how that's not his main factor. And it's yep. a matter of getting these guys to be able to catch well. And he, he was showing off like he's giving, he's like on zoom and he's like accidentally shook the table. He's like, Oh, sorry. I shook the whole thing, but you got to forgive me. We're talking about receivers here. Like, I love that. You can't fake just genuine caring like that. Nope. You can't, you absolutely cannot. And especially to like a Philly fan base, like, no, yeah, like they'll see right through you. Easily. More so than I think even like a, the Dallas fan base. Because the Dallas fan base is just like, ah, we them boys! Like for the most part, and that's why I, I hate. We're like, Philly fans are idiots. Philly fans are assholes. Philly fans are douchebags. But Philly fans are usually more educated for the most part on the sport. Where Dallas fans, for the most part, either A, live in the past, or B, just love the glitz and glamour of the team. I'm just yeah, and I, uh, you're right. There's like a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of issues with 
Eagles fans, but we, oh, we can see right through somebody who fakes it. Yes. Uh, Gabe Kapler is probably a bad example since the Giants just took two out of three from the Phillies, but I think people could see right through it. People can really see through when you're faking it, when you're not a good person and yep. we'll chew yes. you up and spit you out and eat you Fake alive. Push-ups. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm all in on Sirianni. I hope he does well. Hopefully the rat who was sitting to his left during this press conference doesn't um, prevail and live through his fourth head coaching search and make it to a fifth and throw Sirianni under the bus. That was the other big takeaway from the press conference today. How he mentioned that he strayed away from his draft board when he drafted Jalen Reger last year. Great question by Tim McManus. How he didn't even deny it. So at least he's taking accountability now and not leaking stories to the press to throw Carson and Doug under the bus. So up and up. (laughs) Positive vibes. Congratulations, Howie. You are uh, becoming an adult. You did it, man. You did it. You know, it's been a decade plus working for this team, but finally you're looking in the mirror and realizing, hey, I should probably shape up. Before I get shipped out. Yeah, that's probably what it is, to be honest. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have no more chances. I, Howie, if it I were mean, up to me, you would be done with chances. Jeffrey Laurie like, has to have had a conversation with him, right? Absolutely. Like, you're, you're like at the end here. You are on the thinnest of thin ice. And if he hasn't, not even ice, it is a slushy at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And it's not a good slushy. Like you get, you know, at seven 11, it's, you know, muddy slush after a snowstorm and then it rained and it's muddy and it's just shit. And they already like salted all the roads. So it's kind of like melted it a little bit, but it's still come down pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's disgusting. Well, let's get into a, a topic as we transition from Eagles to Cowboys one that affects both of us. Carolina at eight is interested in trading their pick. Mm-hmm. We might be two teams that need to move up to get the guy that we want. How are you feeling about Carolina maybe moving out of that eight spot? I mean, you and I have kind of been pretty adamant that they should stay there and they should pick, especially if Kyle Pitts is there. Um, again, yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be there, and I think that's kind of why they're saying they want to move out. I... I don't know, man. For a young team, they need a corner. Two corners are going to be sitting there for them. They need offensive line. Probably one of those guys, Slater or uh, Peeney Swell, will be there. And, again, we broke down all of these guys on our YouTube channel, Birds vs. Boys. So, I mean, who would you come up for at eight? Kyle Pitt. Okay. Who would I come up for or who would they come up for? Yeah, well, let's just talk to you because we know what they would do. So you're cor- you're correct. I think it depends. I think Carolina is going to see who how the draft board lays out in front yep. of them, see what happens, yep. and then trade eight. I don't think this yes. will be predetermined and done before the draft. I think they want to see what happens at four. They want to see what the Lions do at seven. If Kyle Pitts falls to them at eight, they're obviously not going to move. You're just going to take this Hall of Fame talent and, and get out. Who the Eagles would move up for? Probably a cornerback because they know that both the Giants and Cowboys are looking at Sertan and and J.C. Horn or the two wide receivers that we already talked about. So really, you're just getting the eight to leap over the Cowboys and Giants who have the same needs as you do. So there's a few different targets. I know that doesn't it's kind of like a cop out answer, but there's a lot of possibilities at eight that wouldn't be there at 12. And if that did happen, that would. I mean, crush the Cowboys because obviously everybody has them honed in on Sertan and Horn, and there's a good chance both those guys could be gone 
by the time the Cowboys are picking at 10, especially if a team like the Eagles trade up to eight and takes their 10. We've said it before. Denver could easily take a corner at nine and then mm-hmm. both those guys are gone. They may just be left with Slater sitting there and or, there's been talks. Hmm? Uh, what I was going to say, worst case scenario, Pitts four, Suell five, Jamar Chase six. We take Sertan eight horn. And then, yeah, you're right. Slater, but it kind of depends what D- the Detroit does Detroit as well. Does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. It could be like Slater if he's there, and that's the only option. And all of a sudden, you went from abundance of of options at ten to really just one. I, I think. Let's say if one of the corner quarterbacks is still is still there, and somebody wants to move up, like the Bears, maybe, or <laughs> even um, New England, and that scenario happens, the Dallas Dallas is moving out, and they're moving back. I can I, I know there have been a lot of talks for 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer when a lot of people who know more than I do mock that a hundred times and talk about it and it's in every article. They know more important people than I do. So mm-hmm. it's one of those smoke there's fire situations where maybe just maybe the, the Patriots are coming up to 10. If the if the Patriots come up to 10, Cowboys get some draft capital. And they still have a chance of getting Micah Parsons at 15. I'm good with I'll it. die. <laughs> I'll die. I'll cry every day. Because I have seen even other mocks now that have Dallas taking Sertan at 10 and then coming back into the first round to then get Micah Parsons. I mean, that would just be a defensive overhaul if they got both those guys. That would be the steal of the draft if they pulled that off. Another thing to keep in mind, and then we'll get onto our Cowboys points for today. But Justin Fields, you know, if he's falling and that trade doesn't happen, would he make it the 15 or would the Eagles take him with 12? It's something to consider. I know they're, that was another thing from the press conference. They were asked if Jalen Hurts is a starter, and they didn't say yes, but they didn't say no. It's just kind of wishy-washy a little bit. It was overblown, but at the same time, no, they they really didn't say yes. So if maybe if the Patriots don't pull off that move to 10, he might not be there at 15. Thus, they have to make the move with the Cowboys. Also, epilepsy, not stopping me from drafting Justin Fields. Like, no. I don't know. Don't do strobe lights during your player intros, and we'll be fine. Like not he's, really been living, he's been living with this. Basically, his whole life, it's been he's been fine. It runs in his family. They're saying that most family members that have had it have outgrown it. I didn't know you could outgrow epilepsy, but apparently you can. So, yeah, this is not something that is, you know, more of like a Caleb Farley back surgery multiple times and back surgery after not playing football for a season, Mm -hmm. taking off the board. Have you ever seen someone have a seizure? It's very scary. It's very, very scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Mm-mm. But again, nope. just like don't have a crazy halftime show or yep. intro. Player intros with strobe lights and fireworks and lasers. And I think he'll he'll be a good quarterback in the NFL. He'll be okay. I'm not really that word. He'll be okay. All right. All right let me get into the Cowboys point. here. Uh, oh, we are we so in sync. It's scary. We are so in sync. It's always. Unreal. This is what we do. So before we bring in KT um, to talk more draft. So Cowboys 
have kept a streak alive, Aiden. They have done something almost every year here. Actually, I think every year. A defensive player has been suspended in the offseason. Nice. Who was it? Rashad Robinson. He's a cornerback. Not a big name. No one really cares. Special teams guy. I don't care, but it, it keeps the streak alive. Since 2014, the Cowboys have the most players to have been suspended in the in the NFL. Um, and I wrote a blog about it today at The Branded Sports. So check that out at thebrandedsports.com about this streak. And since 2014, just on the defensive side, let's run through this. 2014, Olander Skandrick. 2014, Jakar Hamilton. 2014, Josh Brent. 2015, Greg Hardy. 2015, Rolando McClain. 2016, Greg Hardy. 2016, Demarcus Ware. 2016, Rolando McClain. 2016, Randy Gregory. 2017, David Irving. 2017, Demontre Moore. 2018, David Irving. 2019, Randy Gregory. 2019, David Irving. 2019, Randy Quinn. Or Robert Quinn, sorry. 2020, Randy Gregory. 2021, Rashad Robinson. That's just I love defense. the re- I love the reoccurring guest on the <laughs> list. Heard a few names that didn't figure it out the first time. It's just, and that doesn't even have Zeke in there for his suspensions or other That's offensive guests. That's just defense. So congratulations to Jerry uh, and the boys on keeping the streak alive. They don't have a playoff win streak they don't have any other streaks and i guess you know if you can't be relevant on the field find other ways to be relevant in the news that's Jerry always Jones be in the say, headlines yep. that's the cowboys any, way any press is is good press besides that um it's just it's more or less everything in the draft talks now the dallas cowboys have tweeted in the wednesday night that they met virtually with kyle pitts now there keeps being these Kyle Pitts connections. And then Steven Jones goes on 105.3, the fan. They ask him about it in a very, very funny way. If you haven't listened to this, it was on the KNC masterpiece. He was like, he used different guys' names through. He's like, I don't mean to horn you, but if you guys are certain about what player you're taking, like in use, and it was, it was rather cheesy, but pretty funny. And they asked him about Kyle Pitts, and he's like, yeah, you know, I think that's just Jared just talking about a good player. That's about it. It's like, I think it was a little bit more than that. But, you know, you always got to rein him back in. He always wants to go big. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to rein him back in. But if I, they ended up at four, it would not shock me. No. I'd be sad, but it would not shock me. I mean, I, my harder heart of hearts say you, you just can't go up to four. It's too much for a tight end. It's just way too much. I mean, I put out on Twitter today, the fuck it draft, which I think you enjoyed. And Jeff Cavanaugh would enjoy where at 10, they just draft Jalen Waddle. I think it would be funny. Just do it. I mean, they could trade Amari Cooper and then you have CD lamb as wide receiver. One Michael Gallup, wide receiver two, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver three. You have Jarwin as your tight end. You put Zeke at fullback and you have Pollard at running back. I mean, I think you'd score 40 a week. You'd have to, because you'd be giving up 38. (laughs) That's true. Every game will be 42, 35. I don't hate it. I think, uh, you know, like they could be in that situation again where it's like, okay, who's the best player available? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's Waddle. Fine, we'll do it. Just take him. We'll figure it it's out. Not as, it's not as, it's a little bit more absurd than last year with yes. CD Lamb, and that kind of made sense. But who cares? I think it would be funny. 
do you before we we go i want to bring in kt because i just want a scenario here rank jamar chase one jalen waddle hold on devonta smith and cd lamb oh wow that's good um jamar one he was the best wide receiver last yes. year and he's a year younger than these guys mm-hmm. all right so jamar one cd two Oh, that'll be the only time you ever hear me say he's the second best in anything. Uh, three, Waddle. I really think Waddle would fit in the Eagles really well. Like he's exactly what Sirianni's talking about and looking he for. Is. And then Devonte Smith four, but I'm not like out on Devonte Smith like some people are because of his weight. What if you threw Justin Jefferson in there too? Uh, well, he's not getting thrown in here. <laughs> um, oof, good question. Just so I, I mean I can't I can't put him higher than Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase was literally on the same team as him and was better than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the end I still think CD Lamb's a better wide receiver than he'll be. So I'll go Jamar one, CD still two, Justin Jefferson three, Waddle four, Smith five. I think that's exactly how I would put it. And Jalen Rager? And, and, and our famous TikTok words, he's sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that's a perfect segue to our interview. No, (laughs) I think that's great because some of these questions are going to be popping up with KT. All right. So let's get into it. Kevin Turner, KT fun tweets on Twitter. Our interview. We're going to cover a lot of draft stuff here. Like you and I did last week, Kevin, here it is interview with Kevin Turner presented by Stateside Baca. All right, Aiden, really excited for our next guest brought to you by Stateside Baca. He's been on the program before one of our favorite guys, Kevin KT Turner, KT Fun Tweets on Twitter. He's on 97.1. The Eagle down in Dallas does his own podcast with The Athletic, and he is on The Draft Show, which we talk about, I think, on every episode of this podcast that it's a must listen. So, KT, how you doing, bud? Man, I'm doing excellent. I'm um, I'm, I'm really ready for the draft to be here and be over with because I think that'll open up some free time. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this, is, this is truly a very fun part of the year. Especially if your team sucked last year mm-hmm. and you're picking 10th and uh, I guess now 12th, right? So yeah. you know, it's, it's a little more exciting than if you're good and picking 28th and you have to wait all night on Thursday to get to your pick. Or if your team sucked and you were picking six, but then you traded back. <laughs> it was. It used to be a little bit more fun a few weeks ago. Oh, all a part of their plan. Yes, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, plan. <laughs> Yeah, so you brought it up. You've been doing a lot of draft coverage. I watched the draft show yesterday, which was fantastic. I enjoyed it a lot, even as an Eagles fan. I thought one of the best parts was when they one of the Twitter users asked the question about if the Cowboys should get a fullback. And Jeff Cavanaugh <laughs> was like, yeah, I'd like Jalen Waddle to be the fullback. <laughs> so that kind of inspired my question. Just like for you, who's not the most realistic prospect but who's the most fun prospect that the Cowboys could take at 10 you know he's one of them I, I will say this to me one of the most fun players is the uh, linebacker Notre uh, wait the Notre Dame linebacker uh, I had a stroke there for a minute what happened uh, the Notre Dame linebacker this is what happens I, I came here and I just got off the air at my radio show and it's like oh I'm here let's do it again and now I go um, the Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa to me was one of my favorite players to watch 
Um, and then um, I, I think I referenced it on the draft show yesterday about just the force that he hits with and like how a professor did a study on that. And like when you watch him play, those guys who can do everything, the cover, he could have rushed off the edge more if they would have let him. He just didn't do that very much at Notre Dame. You can see all those things that he does where he's kind of all over the place. He can take away matchups. You know, the one thing that he did struggle with is, you know, RPOs, which all linebackers struggle with. You know, run pass options are very tough on them. That's kind of the only way you would ever see him get neutralized is occasionally he'd get frozen in his uh, frozen in his tracks. So there, you know, for me, I also want to say, like, Javante Williams, the running back from North Carolina, and I know we don't talk about running backs much, um, and uh, I am one of the people who agrees that you should devalue running backs. Uh, but Javante Williams from North Carolina was nuts. That guy is trying to kill people while also, like, having enough speed to finish some, some pretty hefty runs and things like that. So I really liked him, and I liked Kenneth Gainwell, the running back from Memphis, because, I mean, there's a play where they just line him up at X, and he's they're throwing a back shoulder fade to him, like, and it's just like, whoa, that's a running back doing that. Like, the way he catches the ball and wheel routes and things like that. I mean, someone in the second round is going to be really happy if they get some Kenneth Gainwell in their lives. It's a, you know, it just depends what positions you like watching, too. I mean, uh, the wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. Oh, my God, Jalen Waddle's incredible. Um, and I I have him as my third wide receiver. I actually like Smith and, uh, and Chase better. But I don't – you know, if I'm a Cowboys fan – I don't think I want Waddle going to the Eagles at 12. That would not make me happy. Or I'm an Eagles fan. I don't want the Giants getting him at 11. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a lot to think about there with Waddle. Absolutely. All right. So Cowboys at 10. Obviously, there's been so much talk that the Cowboys actually just tweeted out tonight about their interview with Kyle Pitts. And they've been, you know, rumored to him and the love that Jerry has for him. Uh, you know, we have said on the show a lot that for them to get him, they're going to have to probably move up. And I just think they'd have to give too much. So at 10, let's talk more realistic guys here. I know Sertan's out there, Horn, Penae Suell, which I don't think is going to fall, Slater. So who are the guys in order that you think are most realistic for the Cowboys to take at 10? So I'm going to, for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to rule out, as you said, Kyle Pitts. Let's rule out Penae Sewell. Mm-hmm. Um you know, depending on what the Bengals do at five with Sewell and Chase, you know, or whatever wide receiver they want, it may not be Chase, but they, you know, pass catcher. Pitts, I think we can rule out at 10. I think Rashawn Slater, I think Patrick Sertan, I think JC Horn. I think if we want to keep Micah Parsons in there, uh, I think we could. Uh, and I think if we want to take, um, a de- let's say, defensive end of choice, whoever the Cowboys' defensive end want to be. So that's Ojulari. That could be Jalen Phillips of Miami. That could be Quiddy Pay of Michigan. Um, I would not take any of those guys at 10. Um, no, me either. So I, I do think it's probably if, – if this is my guess of what the board looks like, I think their board would be Slater, Sertan, Horn. And I think if you, you're you up to 10 and those all three guys are there, I still think they would take Sertan, Sertan. even though Slater might be on their board. And – if I was drafting the team, I would take Slater over Sertan uh, because I like the depth at cornerback in round two and three and you know, all that stuff. And Slater is a monster. And, um, you know, I like Sertan fine, and Sertan will help you immediately and be really good. But I think Slater, to me, has kind of got some special to him. So 
that's what I would do. The, the thing that I keep going back to is Dan Quinn's relationship with Will Muschamp at South Carolina. So how much does Dan Quinn um, like J.C. Horn? How much sway does he have in the Cowboys draft room? And is it enough to, you know, overtake whoever's making actually making the decisions, which we know over time that we don't know who's making the decisions. It's all no, we <laughs> that we've talked about that here too. Even JC Horn reminds me a little bit more of those old Legion of boom cornerbacks too. than than Sertan does even, even though he's smaller than Sertan at six, one rather than, than six, two. All right. So what about trade back options? Do you think that's a realistic option for the Cowboys at 10? Obviously we've heard about the bears wanting to come up. New England wanting to come up if there's a quarterback sitting there. What do you think about their trade back options? See, this is where it's really fun because the draft has so much, uh, just, just so much uncertainty right now. Uh, and say the San Francisco trade and the Eagles and, and Dolphins uh, muddying up the waters did create this. Like, and then you have Atlanta, who really kind of has a new regime there. So you don't really know what they're doing. I think that pick will be for sale at four. So if anyone wants. I, I really don't think Mac Jones is going three. I don't think that's happened. Uh, I think it's insane if it does happen. Um, so at four, is there teams coming up to get a quarterback? Does Atlanta take Kyle Pitts? Do they take Sewell? What do they do? Five, you go to six. Miami's staying and getting a pass catcher. That's why they traded with Philadelphia in the first place. Bengals are going pass catcher or tackle. Detroit, we don't really know what they're doing. You get to eight, Carolina. Carolina, since they traded for Sam Darnold, to me that changes the game a little bit. But I, I don't think let's say let's say Carolina really liked Justin Fields and he was there. I don't think he will be. But if he was there, would they take a quarterback? So, like they they have to have a fifth quarterback get to ten. Otherwise, no one's coming up to ten. Um, I just don't I don't think that's happening. So let's go New England fifteen. Let's say um, Chicago at twenty. Uh, Ugh, that's got that's a that's a big jump to go to ten and get quarterback five in the draft. Mm-hmm. New England's probably not going to move. Maybe you could suck the Chargers into getting in front of the, the Giants and uh, Eagles. Maybe the Vikings at fourteen want to move to guarantee they get, but they're probably going edge rusher. Like it's just to me, the trade back thing is a very fun thing to think about and talk about, yep. it, and I'd be glad if it happened, but. I don't see it happening because you know, what's, what are you going up there for? Going up there for certain. Okay. I guess maybe. If he's there. I don't know. If I'm, if I'm teams, I'm just, I'm just a big fan of like, I'm not, I'm I'm only only trading up for like game changing type things or, Mm -hmm. you know, positions that I truly value. Like no one's going to trade up there to go get Parsons, but maybe (laughs) cornerback one. I like Parsons, but like the fact that he plays, that he's a linebacker, just yeah, you know, there's the, you know, but but for cornerback one, I could see that. I could see, mm-hmm. I could see someone like Arizona at sixteen. They need a cornerback. Maybe they go, hey, gotta get a corner. I'm going to ten and I'm making it happen. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that's seem what the trade down thing is is really happening this year. That that makes me happy. I want them to sit there and I want them to pick. Best player available. Well, pick, besides a wide receiver. No, no, absolutely. Pick, pick the dude. Pick the dude you like at 10. And then at 44, that's where we can start thinking about things. Like, we could package 44 and 79 and get into the 20s. 
Mm-hmm. We could go 44 and 99, and we could get into the 30s. Like we could start doing those things. I, I'll be okay with that. But I, I tend to, I tend to be a fan of, especially in a year where you have 10 picks. I, I typically be a fan of, hey, I'm gonna sit where I'm at. I know what I'm doing here. Let's let's get our guy. Unless you need a quarterback. If you need a quarterback, you got to go get him. So. Mm-hmm. Very true. Luckily, they don't need a quarterback. Unlike the Eagles, who do need a quarterback still. <laughs> we was about to say we're right back Sorry, in. Andy. Who knows? <laughs> quarterback factory. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is going to be great, Aiden. Don't worry about it. Oh, trust me. By next week, I'll have talked myself in the Jalen Hurts and whoever they draft, and and then mm-hmm. I'll I'll talk myself in the Kylan Mond on Friday when they take him. So it'll be a whole thing. I can't wait. <laughs> he was calling Jalen Reger Julio Reger to start the season last year. So that's where we were at. Oh no! Oh no! I can I can be easily swayed on a lot of people. And maybe at the end, I'll have you like sell me on one prospect in thirty seconds and see if like how quickly I'm in. <laughs> Well, at 12, Before. they really can't screw it up too bad, I don't think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one more serious question before we go totally off the rails. I know you guys brought it up yesterday. Defensive tackle in this draft, pretty light. But it's still mm-hmm. a really important position. So do you think teams will, quote, unquote, overpay uh, to go up and get some guys where they probably get drafted ahead of where they should be just because of the position? Yeah, you know, I think I think this is the the classic. Uh, where does a run start? And it's weird to say like where does a run start on a certain position when there's not a ton of you know great players at that position. But for years, I remember talking about when does the run start on cornerbacks. I mean, it's what we're talking about the second round for the Cowboys at pick forty four. Yep. When does uh, that second group of corners and Greg Newsom and and Elijah Molden and uh, uh, yeah, Aaron Robinson and Kelvin Joseph and Eric Stokes, and Tyson Count. When does that run start? And how can the Cowboys, if they needed a quarterback there, uh, where does Barmore go? And I've been kind of like, I did a kind of a, a fun little exercise in my head. I, I'm actually debuting this here, I guess, guys. I haven't really. Nice. Haven't Breaking really news. So the way I've got this playing out, I'm just gonna, I'll, just do, I'll just go through it with you guys right here. I think it, it's Love Lawrence it. Wilson. Nice. Fields, and I did this with no trades. So it's Pitts to Atlanta, Sewell to Cincinnati, Miami takes Chase, Detroit takes Devontae Smith, and I I don't know why I just had a feeling that might be happening. Carolina to uh, Rashawn Slater because you get a tackle for Sam Darnold. Denver goes with Trey Lance. Uh, notice Mac Jones isn't gone yet, guys. <laughs> Ten the Cowboys take Patrick Sertan. The Giants take Micah Parsons at eleven. The Eagles take Jalen Waddle at 12. All right. Okay. So I got through those picks and that Darisaw 13 to the Chargers. And we have uh Ojulari to Minnesota at 14. JC Horn 15 to New England. Greg Newsom goes to Arizona at 16. Again, they need a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh Las Vegas 17. Quiddy Pay. Elijah Vera Tucker, Miami at 18. Koromoa 19 to Washington. I hate that. No, I hate him. Hate that. Him the hate Chicago that. finally pulls the bandaid on Mac Jones at 20. Tall. <laughs> Through 20, I've got Barmore still here. So 21, Jalen Phillips to the, the Colts. Uh, Tennessee, 22. I think that's where I think that's where Christian Barmore is. Okay. Um, and I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to 
to find a way and maybe they take a defensive end in Tennessee there and there's a lot of there's a lot of outcomes that can happen but like we're talking about a legit deep into round one before DT1 goes so DT2 who is a clear DT2 you know like that's mm-hmm. that's just amazing about this draft and in the past we've seen so much so many really good defensive tackles like mm-hmm. just name it we can get one in the round two we can get one in round three it's like Man, if you want one, you kind of got to come up and get it, and that's the thing teams are going to be balancing. And I really can't tell you that I know how to feel. I, I, I would. Barmore's the only guy I would take in round one, and I wouldn't take him till, you know, kind of that twenty to thirty-two range. So yeah, that, that says you know. a lot. But NFL teams don't care what I think. These, <laughs> these NFL teams, like you know, they, they'll do some crazy stuff. They'll do some awesome things, and I'll be wrong. And they'll do some stupid stuff, like. You know, Cody Kessler got drafted by the Browns in the third round one year. Like, how does that happen? Why? What are you doing? Like, the, the Browns ball, have too. a full documentary on just picks. Like, what were you doing? It's amazing. Dallas Cowboys <laughs> take a grown man named Taco instead of a guy named TJ Watt. And the world told the world stood there and said, Don't do it. Just hey, no offense to Taco, but the other guy is still oh. It's like it, it's like when you go to um, if you let's say you went to a grocery store and everything was the same price, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to buy what appears to be a very old Honda. It's like, well, we have a Corvette for you. you can it's the same price. Just take the Corvette. Mm-hmm. TJ Watts the Corvette in this scenario, of course. Mm-hmm. And I said, I didn't know it didn't it didn't make sense. I got in trouble that night on the draft because we were doing it. And we we're on the Cowboys radio network, and they do the thing that I, I disagree with, and we're probably doing that this year, where it's like we gotta wait on the commissioner to make the pick. And I'm like, well, Twitter two minutes ago, so let's, you know, can we move it along? So uh-huh. all night long, we're like told to like, hey, wait, wait, the commissioner's going, and I'm sitting there going, okay, I see it on Twitter, finally know it's okay. real, you know, I've verified it in multiple sources, that thing, and I'm like, no f it, they they're taking Taco, and I, I shouldn't have done that because. You know, we should have all given Taco a chance. And oh, I, no, I'm a part have. of that problem. So, you know. So am I. So am I. He could have done better oh, here, too. He could have. I get, I get that, though, where you're just so anxious. You're like, ah, I got to say it. Got to put it out there in the atmosphere. But they took the wrong guy. Why are we talking around it? They took the they took a bad guy. They took the bad player. Let's, let's talk about it. Like When a great player is sitting there. I need to wait on Roger. Roger's going to sit in his leather room and thank everyone. Eating his M&Ms. <laughs> Eating yeah. his M&Ms. Falling asleep in the seventh round. <laughs> what a show. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you said last time we talked about this pre-show as well, that you were a Packers fan growing up. So I wanted to mix them in there and sprinkle them in as well. So here's one for you. Where would you put Jordan Love and rank him in this quarterback class? He would be ahead of Mac Jones. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, it would be it would be Lawrence for me. I have Trey Lance too, and I know that's a leap of faith. Like I wouldn't take Trey Lance if I was a ready to go team, but a developing yep. team. Trey Lance, I'm all I'll take that chance all day. And to me, Trey Lance is a little different than than Jordan Love. The way they their tape is just. Uh, and again, it's limited, and it's Division Two, and I know that I, I get it. I, um, but you know, mix it up. Trey Lance, quarterback two. Screw it. Um, Fields. I mean, I'm sorry, Wilson three, Fields four, then Jordan Love. 
would be what I would say. Um, that was, I wasn't the biggest Jordan Love fan. I, there, there's some things he does that makes you, that wows you. And, you know, and he, he had a bad team and his coach left and went to Texas Tech. And there's all, so many things happened. But, you know, it's just wanted to see a better year, the, the year he was drafted. But, you know, I don't fault what the Packers doing what they did. That never hurts to get ahead of it at the quarterback position. Don't be behind it. Always be ahead of it. Always. So that that kind of spurs a question for me. Obviously, the Cowboys have locked up Dak Prescott. They don't really have a signature backup on the team. So is this a, a year where they go after a quarterback later in the draft? And and who would you you know go after there? An Ian Book type or Ellinger from Texas? I would not. Well, you know, Ian Book. Ian Book, I might be okay with late, super late. This year's a, a bad quarterback year, you know. Quite honestly, um, I mean, even even Kyle Trask, I don't really like Kyle Trask very much. And uh, you know, the kid from Stanford's okay. It, 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 to me, option one for me is, hey, Alex Smith, what are you doing? I think Alex Smith would be a perfect backup. I think that would be outstanding. But you know, he's going to try to go get some snaps somewhere, and he's not going to get snaps this year unless there's a leg snap again. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of that the Alex Smith possibility. You know, when the Cowboys, they'll just roll with Cooper Rush in and or they'll you know, oh Garrett, Garrett Gilbert's here. You know, I mean, Danucci. The the yeah, you know, what? I'm kind Danucci. of I'm, another part of this. You know, it's very rare that a starting quarterback goes down for a long period of time and the backup keeps it all together enough to mm-hmm. go make the playoffs and make a run. I've seen this happen at the top of my head, I know it's happened before, but like uh, I, I saw it happen with Matt Flynn at one time with Aaron Rodgers, and they had so much go their way to make the playoffs that year and get Aaron Rodgers back. And it was just like they had a tie in a game that like got them in the playoffs, like a week 14 tied up. So like I'm almost at the boat of like, man, if my guy goes down, I'm not like a team tank guy, but I'm also – not really trying to win a ton of games yep. when I could be picking, you know, six or something. Um, well, no, not, not six net 12 now, but well. it was, six. <laughs> um, it was six. Yeah. I would feel better. Aiden. I could tell you, yeah, they're going to take someone. I don't know. They're going to take it 12. No, they don't either. Uh, the, the funniest the last people that know are them. The funniest part too, about the whole thing was Aiden put out a tweet with Jamar Chase's highlights and just like with just the the emoji eyes, and literally four and a half minutes later, they announced the trade. It was ridiculous. It, the timing couldn't. It was impeccable. I couldn't have timed it any worse. It was no, fantastic. That, that happens. I've seen. Um, it's a little different because you were getting excited about excited about something. But our buddy uh, Dane Brugler from the Athletic. I remember this is it was whatever the Carson Jazz twenty sixteen. You know, he does this big seven-round mock draft. At the time, I'm not sure what publication he was working for at the time. But it's this big seven-round involved thing, and it's every team, and it's every pick unleashes it. And then an hour later, uh, the Eagles are trading up to number two. That was the Carson Wentz year. Uh I was like, you just (laughs) see the deflate, how deflated. He was like, I just did this whole thing. I spent like two weeks on it. And then the Eagles made a trade and ruined it all. Thank oh. you. Put all that leave. work in. Leave it to Philly. Well, yep. Yeah. Agent of took, chaos. And they took Super Bowl winning quarterback Carson Wentz. 
<laughs> Technically, yes. <laughs> All right. I've got one more before we get you out of here because I know you're right back on to the next show talking draft again. So I'll just keep it fun. Um, give me one prospect that you don't want to see in the division if the Cowboys don't get them. And then maybe, like I said, I very I can be talked into pretty much anybody. So sell me on one prospect I should keep an eye on, and I will buy it in less than 20 seconds. No, no, no. I got you here. Uh, I mean, the Waddle is easy, but let's, since we've talked about Waddle, and there's more buzz about Waddle, it seems, I want to answer your, your last question first. I would say Devontae Smith. Because if you have a – young quarterback that you're trying to develop. And I truly don't know what the hell their plan is. I don't know if they're serious about Hurts or not. But Devontae Smith is a really good guy for a rookie quarterback uh, or, or a young quarterback. The way he gets open, he's solid. He'll catch the passes over the middle. Like We know that Jalen Waddle can line up, run a slant route across the middle. You know, there, there are things about Jalen Waddle that's not all complete – and he makes up for it by the other stuff that he does that no one else can do. You know, Devontae Smith's a perfect guy, too. Okay, we're in his zone coverage, and he knows what the hole in the zone is. And when it's third and three and your young quarterback needs to know what to do, and he's really only going to probably get one or two guys, you know, to go sit down and know how to sit down and then kind of avoid the hit by the linebacker. I mean, everyone talks about his weight, but, I mean, that's just not I, – I don't – 170? I mean, okay. It's a difference in 170 and 180. You know, what are we talking about, really? We start talking he knows about how to play with it. Yes, he knows how to play with it. He knows how to win multiple ways. So Devontae Smith, and it feels like people might be kind of – I don't know, I haven't graded above Waddle just because I think he's more complete, and I, I realize that I'm giving up, you know. And it may it also kind of depends what personnel I have on my team right now. But you're also giving up that unpredictable just upside that Waddle has because he he's really probably going to be incredible. But Devontae Smith you should be really excited about. In terms of having, like, that's your guy, and you can know that he will be a wide receiver one, knows how to score, knows how to win deep, knows how to win shallow, catches the ball, goes over the middle tough. You know, just all that stuff is important. And, you know, I think that would be great at 12 for you guys. I think that'd be awesome. I would not want to see Kyle Pitts. I mean, uh, I don't I don't know how you stop him. There's really no there's – no, there's no way. You have to beat him up. And – Take the chances, maybe that take the chances that the refs aren't calling flags this time, and you know I don't like doing that, huh? But you know, Waddle, Waddle was probably other the other guy though because there's true Tyreek Hill type mechanisms that he can pull off, mm-hmm. and I saw someone compared to Devin Hester, and maybe that's a little more accurate. And I'm sitting there going, man, I remember Devin Hester just taking a screen pass on second 20 after a holding call and getting the first down. And you're like, God dang it. We had him. We had the holding call. So, you know, those are probably the two guys like you're sitting there going. But, you know, when I, when I answer questions like that, I typically think of offensive players. Mm-hmm. The, the defensive guy I wouldn't want to face. I'm not sure that player exists in this draft. No offense Mike to Mike. is fine. Jock, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. JOK, you know he's gonna, you know he's gonna be around. But you, you know, you, this game is designed for the offense to beat up on the defense too. So that's part of the deal. Yep. You know, Caleb Farley was my number one cornerback. I liked him more than Sertan. I, I and you just can't trust it. There's just too much back stuff, and 
Oh. What about a 44 if he's sitting there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet oh, spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sweet spot. Uh-huh. Sweet spot. You know, I kind of – I have the, – the team I follow could could use a cornerback at maybe 29 is maybe the spot. You know, I don't know what his range is. But, and generally those injury guys are second-round types. You know, you push him back. Um, the Eagles know all about this when they took uh, our good friend Sidney Jones, the Washington quarterback, a few years Sydney ago. Sidney Jones, torn Achilles. Yeah, mm-hmm. like 44, probably about not the area they took him. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, oh, oh, probably could have waited until the third round. Same way when the Cowboys did Jalen Smith. I went, Jalen oh, God, no, 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 no. Day Michael three. Irvin was all excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone was, was great. everyone was pretty pumped up, uh, especially Jalen. Um, <laughs> but, then, you know, the war room, and I don't know, I don't know if, I don't think the, the fans can see this. On the war room cameras, that's going down. You know, we knew that going into that day, they wanted Kevin Dodd from Clemson and uh, Agba was the defensive end from mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma State, which that was no top two guys on the board. And then at pick 33 or pick 32 and pick 33, that was the year the Patriots lost their pick at 32. Um, at pick <laughs> oh, 32 <laughs> and 33 was uh, Dodd and Agba in whatever order. And you should have seen the freak out going on in that war room as they were trying to get on the phone and trade. And no one wanted to jump up to 34 because why would you want to jump up to 34? Right. You know, what do you, no thanks. But you, you're going to give up picks to get up to 34. You better have something special. Special like what? We've got Miles Jack, who's hurt. We've got Jalen Smith, who's hurt. Noah Spence, who some people like, but had the off field questions that worried everyone. He's turned out to not be very good. You know, I liked him, but um, it was, it was like, Wait, wait, they're panicking right now. You can see the uh-huh. open just people push, stepping over each other, pushing buttons on the phone lines. Like, oh, I'll put the phone down, Daddy. No. <laughs> Daddy, what, put the phone down. This no. is what makes the draft so much fun, the chaos. It's just chaos. It's absolutely chaos. But when you take a guy who doesn't have a leg, you know, that's never going to work out good for you. <laughs> Usually, that's no. More. That's more chaos. All right, KT, before we get you out of here, because we know you have to go do your show, just uh, let everybody know where they can listen to you, all about the podcast, how they can follow you on Twitter. This is going to be a lot. Um, so it's um, uh, at KT Fun Tweets is uh, all the social media stuff. I'm on the Ben and Skate Show, 2 to 5, on 97.1 The Eagle uh, in the Metroplex. Um, you can also hear that on the iHeartRadio app, which is also the host of my podcast, the Kevin Turner Show podcast, which uh, I, I believe our episode one drops tomorrow. So the Love Kevin it. Turner Show podcast is on the iHeart app. Uh, the Draft Show on DallasCowboys.com. And uh, we'll have all the coverage on night one of the draft. We'll be going live. Um, and also um, the Athletic podcast is about them Cowboys. And I also, I just kind of do some random, you know, just uh, work in the community. Just always kind of hanging out and waving <laughs> at people, you know. Nothing really helpful or anything, but you know, you can find me out and about. Out on the rolling around on the back of the fire truck, just waving to people like Santa Claus. Just, just waving, not really helping anything or working, but just kind of waving at people, you know. Just oh, I love hey, it. And you have a wonderful whiskey and bourbon collection as well. So oh God. thank you for being with us, KT. We really appreciate it. And uh we're gonna have to have you on after the draft to analyze. So thank you. Happy to do it, man. Just holler at me anytime. You you guys are good dudes. I I like you guys. Appreciate (laughs) that. (laughs) Thank you, brother. All right. So he uh, 
he he just did his whole first round mock draft for the first time. I know that was pretty cool. Like he debuted yeah. the whole top twenty of his mock draft. Yeah, it's awesome. When he awesome. said Mac Jones to the Bears, I like, like I laughed out loud. If we had more time, I'd like to discuss the fact that Mac Jones is just Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Like in yes. in eight years, that's Mac Jones with a little bit of Kirk Cousins in him. I think his ceiling is is Kirk Cousins, yeah, which is really saying something. That's why Shanahan his ceiling likes is prime time Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins. I know. That's probably oh, why shit. he loves Mac Jones. Oh, exactly. That's a good That's exactly. Wow. That is our intro. We have broken the seal. We have figured out. We have cracked the Mac Jones yes. situation. No one else has figured out why he wants to go at three. We just put the pieces together. Because he wanted Kirk Cousins, not Jimmy G, too. But they didn't think they could go get him, so they went and got Jimmy G. So this is his Kirk Cousins now. This is his Kirk Cousins. Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins 2.0. One of them wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Wow, Mac Cousins. Mac Cousins. This is the podcast. Are we are we doing the really good content? Right yeah. For the... <laughs> should I even welcome back, or should I just do a cold open? <laughs> hey, welcome back. We're talking. I think that was good. I think, was, I think that was a good cold open. Just roll. Yeah, we're here. Thank you to KT Fun <laughs> Tweets and Stateside Vodka for sponsoring that interview. Uh, he's always a barrel of laughs, a lot of fun, and he knows his stuff. I love the draft show, like we mentioned. I know we keep plugging it, but they You're really welcome, know. The yeah, thank you. But you could tell, like he he rattled off people in the second round. I loved him debuting his mock draft, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, like Javante Williams out of North Carolina, they have two really good running backs, and just popping that in, mixed with some humor. So I, I love having those guys on. And you're right, let's get them back on after the draft to do analysis of the picks after they occur. Hundred percent. All right, it is. Uh, it's time. It's Vince's Before time it's to time. shine. It's Vince's mm-hmm. time to shine. But I have. I want to tell you guys about my oh, dream yes. job. Yes, this please. is quick before we get into the TikToks, and it's a good TikTok tonight. I think this will be, uh, for lack of better word, on TikTok argumentative. So this, I saw this this week. Tweet from Mike Golick Jr. For the millionth time, every company needs to hire a common sense monitor. Take some borderline Gen Z millennial who gets paid to just sit on their phone and not pay attention, then show them the idea at the end so they can tell you if people are going to drag you for this or not. And then that tweet was at 3 o'clock, and then at 7.30 the same day, the Las Vegas Raiders put out a tweet that said, I can breathe for 2021. I think that would be a perfect role for me. Mm-hmm. I, just being the guy when you're nerdy, 38-year-old white marketing manager comes up with a really shitty idea for a tweet, just run it by me and I'll tell you if you're going to get cyberbullied or not. I think I've found my calling and it's not this podcast. See you guys. I think I could really do this job. I I think you could do it. That kind of is this podcast. We have a 38-year-old white guy who has access (laughs) to the Twitter account. So you can... And that happened today because all Wait. of a sudden I got a message from Aiden. Did you tweet this from the branded account? And I got really nervous. Like it was this old I, man awful tweet or what? I, I, was, I literally vetted him today on a tweet without even 100%. like thinking about it. I told you, I'm just trying out for the job. I think I've really found my calling. I think I'm going to be part-time. Hired. I think part-time podcast co-host and then full-time 
just common sense monitor for PR teams. I think you would do wonders. Really do. I'd also let some things like slip out. That would be hilarious. Oh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like a little dark humor. Never hurt anybody. <laughs> All right. Before we get TikToks here, uh, do we have a Vince's nugget? No. Whoops. All righty. That <laughs> was Vince's nugget. nugget. <laughs> I had the Vince's nugget today with my dream job. You're so welcome. Covering for you. The week one of if Vince's nuggets, out. Vince wasn't here. Then we had a Vince's nugget. And now third week of Vince's nugget, we don't have a nugget. I mean, if you want to talk about uh, kickers and punters, the Raiders really punted on that tweet. And that was a bad joke brought to you by Vince. I think they went for it on fourth and 27. (laughs) Instead of they probably should have punted. Uh (laughs) All right. It's time. Last week, our uh, our talks went off the rankings. We could rank air versus, you know, carbon monoxide versus nitrogen versus hydrogen. And we are going to have the comments explode so what are we doing tonight tonight we are doing top five running backs in the nfl right now juicy if there were arguments about tight end i know that there's going to be a lot of arguments about running how can backs. you have no effect over hawking <laughs> people were so mad so i was mad. unreal that was unreal and then mike kosecki who i love because he yep. went to penn state but come on like they're they're a week away from possibly replacing him with Kyle Pitts. Like, <laughs> who was on my I list? Who, I don't know if I've ever dropped this fun fact on the podcast before, but Mike Kazeki played volleyball in high school in my area, and he spiked the ball off my friend's face. I believe like, it. Like meet the Fockers. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it. he a better volleyball player than football player? Probably. I'm pretty sure that was like the big fun fact. Like when he when he caught a pass at Penn State, the generic announcers would be like, "Hey, no, he was actually like a better volleyball player." He's like next the week. Antonio Gates of volleyball. Yes. Yeah. Let's next week for TikToks. Let's let's uh, rank former NFL players that were basketball players and how they oh, were ranked as basketball one. players. <laughs> yes. Give me your top five football players who are actually really good at basketball too. A drunk off PNR birds versus boys crossover. Yes. Oh, what is together. this? A crossover episode? Look at this. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Chicago shows on NBC. Oh, yeah. Law and Order, Crime Unit, mm-hmm. Stabler Returns with We're five here. people who actually played basketball in high school. <laughs> it's so, I actually, like, I watch Chicago PD and I get so fired up every time there's a crossover episode for like absolutely no reason. It's like it having so a party. Is having a pizza party in school. It's not good food. There's really nothing to be excited about. It's really no different from, from the lunch that you would get. They literally would sell pizza in our cafeteria, but we uh-huh. get psyched for a pizza party. It's no different. It's just, wow, this is different. This is different. Yep. It should yes. be exciting. I get, the, I get the same level of excitement that when he was like Avengers Assemble and all 7,000 Avengers all showed up at the same time. <laughs> I'm like, it's all, it's all the people together. They're all here. Uh God. All right. all right. Let's do They're it. They're all here. Backs. Let's do it. They might be all here. Wait till we hear in the TikTok comments about who we forgot. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm starting it off. We'll go in our normal triangle. I'll tell you right away. Mine's going to get hot and people are going to be bothered. So at five, I'm calling my shot for this year. Number five, I have Chase Edmonds. I think he's going to be RB1 for the Arizona Cardinals. It's going to be a really good offense. I think he's going to get a ton of volume and it's going to have a pretty good stat season. That's just because you hated Kenyon Drake. 
Also, Chase is from my hometown, and I'm just going all out on Harrisburg people this year. <laughs> also, Noah Spence was from my hometown, and he mentioned he was like, I oh, didn't pan out. I was like, well, he tried. <laughs> he tried really hard. <laughs> all right, number five for me, Alvin Kamara. I know, you know, I might get, how do you have him so low? You know, I loved him when he had uh, the one-two punch down there. I don't know. As an every down back, I don't think he's top three, but it will be in my top five. Alvin Kamara, five. For, for once, me and Kevin agree on something. I have Alvin Kamara at five also. Look at this. Same brain. I don't. I'm very concerned about where this is going. That that was a very normal five. You All right. Like well, uh, well, no. At four, I have Alvin Kamara. So <laughs> we're close. We were pretty close on him. So definitely in the top five. Didn't crack anybody's top three. Four for me, Nick Chubb. Big, bad running back in Cleveland. Uh, it's my turn. Uh, at number four, I have Saquon Barkley. I think the injury pushed him down this list a little bit. Okay. I'm staying on my toes for your list over there. <laughs> I know. I'm confused. At three, I have Nick Chubb. So I think another breakout year is coming. He's a war curse there in Cleveland, and they love running the ball, so he'll get a ton of touches even with Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Look at us. We're like back-to-back here. Um, number three for me, one of your favorite teams in the NFL, Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings. Dude is so underrated. He is an absolute beast when he's healthy. Uh, number three for me, sort of similar, similarly calling my shot like Aiden did. I have Miles Sanders. I think he doesn't have a quarterback, and he's going to be running the ball a lot, a lot of short throws. You know, it's going to be a big year. Also, fun fact, he was Saquon Barkley's backup. I don't know if people know that. <laughs> you may have heard. <laughs> Some think better than Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Me too. Which, yeah, I was about to say, I guess in those rankings, technically, you're going to have a lot of Penn State people in the TikTok comments that are mm-hmm. not going to be thrilled. Um, all right. At two, I have Christian McCaffrey. I think he is the best dual threat running back in the NFL, but I don't think he's the best overall running back in the NFL. So my two and one here are very close, and I, I'm just going to mix it up just so you and I aren't exact same brain. I'm going to put Derrick Henry two. He is a, just a complete animal. He's a beast. But maybe you don't have Derrick Henry at one because you are out of your mind. I forgot what you said. You're going to have to edit this out. That's right. You. How do you not have Derrick Henry in the time? <laughs> I'm not editing this out because – the look on Aiden's face when he realized he forgot about Derrick Henry. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so Derrick Henry at two for me. Uh, at you don't two. have to worry about him getting mixed up. He's not there. <laughs> uh, at two for me, I have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, injury again, you know, maybe he'd be one, but I don't think he's the best at running the football in the league. All right. <laughs> At one, I have Saquon Barkley. I think he's going on the revenge tour this year. I think without the injuries, he would be far and away the best running back in football. And if they ever got him an offensive line, he would be fantastic. And number most explosive one, player. He is. But number one for me, the dual threat. He has Matt Rule for another year here. He's coming off injury. It's Christian McCaffrey. He can do it all. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's an absolute stud. He can run it up the middle, Vince. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's an absolute stud. Christian McCaffrey won. 
Uh, number one, I have someone that's better than him at running the football for sure. And this is the best thing they do is running the football. I have Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and there it is. Oh, man. I was waiting on a perfect setup. No one loses like the New York Jets. <laughs> I'll be honest. So I was like, when you said Dalvin Cook, I was like, damn, that's really good. Also, he was on my fantasy team. So like I knew how good he was because he carried my team. I was like, can't believe I forgot that one. <laughs> like, Derek Henry, I was like, oh, man, that's even worse. <laughs> I was like, maybe I slightly regret the Chase Edmonds thing. But in a much more real sense, I will look like a genius if he's good this year. You are going to get absolutely slaughtered. Oh, I'm going to get cyberbullied by so many 14-year-olds tomorrow. <laughs> I definitely did oh. the same exact thing you did. It's, but I feel like people weren't expecting me to have them anyway, so it's all good. Yeah, so you're you're off the hook. I what's funny is that I wrote down a bunch of names before I ranked them. It's like I have Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones. Like a few of these guys didn't make the list, and I just didn't even like write down Derek Henry. What's extra funny is that all of the people on TikTok are going to hear is the names and then maybe one thing. Yep. <laughs> They'll have they're no idea. They're never going to hear this. They're, they're just going to so see mad. the shock and awe on my face when Kevin says Derek Henry. You were like, ah. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, rats. I knew I forgot something. Oh, God. All right. Do we have anything else here or anything you're no. forgetting? <laughs> Not at all. What do we have coming up next Thursday, Aiden? We have the draft show. Again, we're going to be pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Live stream, Facebook. YouTube, Twitter. Speaking of you, yourself ready for the draft show. Show draft preview show last week. It is sponsored by Kenwood Beer, local brewery right here in Philadelphia, and they are fantastic. We had it for March Madness, and we will also be back. We've got one more show here with the podcast before the draft too. So, still a lot of content to be had before we have that. Uh, before we hear the names called. Yeah, I can't wait for the draft show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Producer Vince will be producing the entire program as well. Uh, CEO Joe, James, and then we're going to have uh, Eddie and Allie on virtually up from New England. A couple other guys, Walsh, AJ, are going to hop in virtually as well. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. If you, if you watched or listened at all last year during round one, it was a blast. And this time it's going to be a, a blast, but more organized so so that's gonna be a lot of fun um make sure you subscribe everywhere podcasts are apple podcast spotify subscribe rate listen and absolutely go over to our youtube page subscribe you can watch full episodes vince puts clips up there vince cut up each one of our eight breakdowns of the draft prospects make sure you go check those out as well and our new fire intro including is it chris hansen or scott hansen i never know chris hansen (laughs) Um, (laughs) but check that out as well so thank you for listening to episode 55 of birds vs. boys we will be back next week and thank you again to kevin kt turner for joining us and we'll be back next week draft week sorry derrick henry Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Idiots, stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert, upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. 
Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Be the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.